Welcome back to another episode of Tales from the Cartridge, Campfire Stories. Tonight, as Six continues to struggle as she makes her desperate attempt to escape the Maw, she realizes if she's not careful, she might wind up on someone's dinner plate. So sit back, relax, but be careful. You don't want to wander in the kitchen too long. In Little Nightmares, Part 3. With her stomach having calmed down, Six continued on as she moved through more vents and came out to discover a room with packed shelves of food as far up to the ceiling as Six could look. A pantry. As her mouth watered, Six quickly turned her head to the grunting and slamming she heard in the next room. She slowly tiptoed forward as she stared at another monstrosity standing in what looked to be a kitchen. The monster inside was large and lumpy. It wore a chef's hat on its head. White chef's clothing with an apron included and held a large cleaver in its hand, slamming it down on massive pieces of meat. The monster's mouth laid open at all times, and its eyes seemed to want to crawl to the back of its head. Six moved slowly under the table the chef used to butcher its meat as she traveled through the kitchen. Ahead of her, she noticed the exit. The destination she needed to go to was deadbolted and needed a key to unlock. Six climbed up several boxes stacked on one another up onto a wooden beam above the kitchen and then up through a nearby vent. She emerged into a hallway and entered into another nearby room. Something inside the dark room was sleeping, snoring, but hanging from the other side on the wall was a key dangling from a wooden hook. Six had to take the chance and get the key to unlock the door to the kitchen. Climbing up to a small table resting against the wall, Six jumped and grabbed hold of the key hanging from the wooden hook. She jumped up towards the key and grabbed hold of it as she shimmied herself to bring the metal item off of its wooden hook. The key fell, along with Six, 
as the large metal object banged against the floor and waking the monster resting in its bed. Six quickly ran under the wooden bed frame as the monster stood and turned the light on. As Six peered out from under the bed frame, she realized the monster looked the exact same as the other, working in the kitchen. They even wore the same clothes and had the same terrifying look on its face. The twin monster looked around the room, not noticing the key on the floor. It waddled around the twin beds, laying against one another in the room, and exited the door to go begin working in the kitchen. Six quietly came out from under the bed frame and grabbed hold of the key that was as tall as her. Six mustered her strength and grabbed hold of the key with both hands as she dragged it out and exited the room. As she traveled down the hallway from the bedroom, she noticed an elevator to her left and entered inside. Six wrote it down with the key in her hands. As she exited back into the kitchen, the twin monster chefs were both working. Six carefully and quietly walked with the large key through the kitchen, going under massive tables to hide and made it to the padlocked door on the other side. The whole time, she can hear the banging and grunting of the chefs as they prepared their meals. She quietly unlocked the padlock and entered into the next room. Inside, a single sausage laid on the floor. A table in the back held more sausages on it. Six shuddered to think about what they were stuffing inside of the casings. She squeezed through a hole and into the next adjoining room, where the monsters seemingly made their sausage. She continued her journey past the room and through more metal vents connected to various rooms in the maw. As Six traveled through the vents, it led her to the meat locker, where various meats hung from the ceilings by large metal hooks. Six heard a noise from around the corner of the next room and quickly hid. One of the monster chefs turned the corner and entered into the meat locker, looking at their stock. Six hid inside an empty box, wondering how the monster had made it to the room so fast. She waited for the chef to move deeper into the meat locker as she ran out of her box 
and noticed the door she needed to go through to escape needed another key. Another empty elevator waited on the other side of the wall. Six traveled up the elevator to the next room above. She exited the elevator and ran into the kitchen where the other twin continued to prepare food. Realizing she had made a giant loop through this one area of the maw, Six snuck quietly under tables as she noticed another key resting on the counter where one of the monsters was chopping meat. In need of a distraction to get the monster to leave, Six looked around the room for inspiration. She crawled through an open hole in the wall to find an automatic meat grinder in the next room. Six smiled softly as she knew it would be a perfect distraction. As she jumped up and pressed the large red button, the automatic meat grinder came to life and began to grind the meat resting on top of its mouth. The monster chef stopped chopping the meat in the other room, turned and frantically ran to stop the meat grinder. As he did so, Six dashed to the counter in the other room, climbed up and took the key resting on top. She jumped down with it and dashed to the elevator on the other side of the room. Taking the elevator down, Six exited once more and unlocked the metal door in the meat locker and entered. As Six traveled once more through more vents, she arrived at the dishwashing station where gigantic stacks of filthy and disgusting plates rested. Six looked around the room but couldn't find where to go. As she stopped and thought to herself, she looked above and noticed the stationary conveyor belt of metal hooks once again. Six quietly moved under and around the dishwashing stations to the other side of the room. But yet again, the door was locked. The conveyor belt would be the best way to get out, Six thought to herself. She noticed the lever on the wall with a wire going up the conveyor belt to the ceiling. After climbing up to it, Six unleashed the power to the conveyor belt by cranking the lever and jumped onto one of the unused metal hooks. As she held on for dear life, Six could hear the massive footsteps running behind her in her direction. The twin monsters, they had finally noticed her. As she tried to look back, her hand slipped and she fell, crashing 
into the ground below her. One of the monster twins was coming up, directly behind her, while the other was coming from the back of the room. Six quickly dashed, her bare feet pressing hard into the floor beneath her, as she was desperate not to get caught. As she frantically looked ahead of her, she noticed a metal railing in the end of the floor. Beyond that, a vast pit of emptiness. A pit that Six knew she would never survive if she jumped into it. Her only chance was the conveyor belt above her. The twins grunted and shrieked, noises Six had never heard before and never wanted to hear again. The monsters threw bottles, desperately trying to grab a hold of Six. But she did not look back, as she had only one chance to escape. Six quickly climbed up the boxes ahead of her, at the end of the floor, and jumped with all of her might, as she was able to grab onto an unused metal hook. As the conveyor belt took Six away, as she ascended up the maw, the twins shrieked out, continuing to desperately try to reach her from where the floor ended. As Six held on to the metal hook with all of her might, all she could do was hear the screams from the twin monsters behind her become quieter and quieter. The conveyor belt took Six higher up into the maw, not knowing where she would end up next. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Campfire Stories. As always, we hope you enjoyed the story and we'll be back for part four next month. Make sure to stay safe. Good luck.